0: The role of the servant leader uh, during a crisis, I just, and it's really bedrocked in Christian leadership and the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer to be strong and courageous. You know, and and I think leaders come in all different shapes, sizes and way they speak and the way they deal with it. But really that servant leadership is the core of what, what keeps, you know, a company, a family together, especially during times of crisis.
1: Hey, welcome to the Fresh Faith Podcast. My name is Ron Moore, and I'm here with Maria Stockman. And Maria, I am extremely excited about our interview today with three leading businessmen in Pittsburgh. Some good, good stuff.
2: Yeah, this episode is... I think I say this every time, but I actually mean it this time. I think I've meant it the other times too, but I like extra mean it. that This podcast episode is my favorite. This has... This is jam-packed with biblical leadership principles, and we get to hear from these guys that are are business leaders. Um, They're in our area, and they're making things happen, and they are doing everything unto the Lord, and it is so cool to hear from them.
1: You know, during this crisis, we've been, uh, rightly so, praying for uh, doctors and nurses and first responders and people who work at the hospital and grocery stores, and rightly so. We We need to be doing that. And... We've got to be praying for our business leaders who are making tough decisions, who are determining if they need to, if they can keep people or or if they need to furlough people or lay people. I mean, they're making decisions that impact people's lives. And so as we pray for uh, all those other people we mentioned, we really want to pray for our business leaders. And I think today's uh, podcast for me just kind of puts that in perspective. These, these, these guys are uh, you're gonna you're gonna hear the, the, their humility, um, their their leadership uh, is servant leadership. It comes from the Lord. You already heard that in our from uh, from Tony, and you're gonna hear from these guys, Tony, Doug, and Dean.
2: Be sure to grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. And as always, we'll have everything in the show notes for you to check out.
1: All right, Maria, these three business leaders, Tony, Doug, and Dean. Let's get to it. Well, it's a privilege for me to, to have uh, three business uh, leaders uh, with me today, and, and uh, the cool thing is I've been wanting to have you guys to hear from you for a long time, uh, just to hear uh, how you do business and how you do leadership and the different um, things that you learn through leadership, but um, this COVID thing kind of made things a little crazy, didn't it? So now we got a whole different... Uh, aspect of, of leadership and the things that we're going through. So what I want to do, I've asked you guys to think about uh, five things you've learned about leadership. And, uh, you know, it could be business, spiritual, family, again, just whatever uh, God has laid on your heart, pretty open discussion. And I think it's going to be a fascinating uh, time. So what I'd like to do to make sure we we will go round one, uh, and uh, Dean, will start with you on round one. Uh, share with us uh, two of the things, two things that uh, that uh, you've been learning about uh, leadership uh, through your career, uh, especially in these last uh, what's it been eight or eight or nine weeks now? I'm losing track of, uh, yeah. of, of the time.
3: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ron, uh, and, and thanks for the invite to talk about this. This is uh, this is it's great to share. Um, you know, I think one of the first things that that comes to mind for me is that. In in a crisis like this, um, it's kind of like now is the time to apply everything that we've learned and everything that we're supposed to be doing. Everything we learn in church every week, all the books we've read, all the studying we've done. Now's the time. It's it's kind of like if you're ever going to lead with Christian values, or you're gonna you're gonna prove your worth as a leader. Um, now's the time to do it. Um, so so I've I've seen that. Uh, be an exciting opportunity, also a challenging, uh, a challenging opportunity. And it's been interesting to see how, you know, other organizations have navigated that. Um, And and some of the principles of servant leadership, for example, Uh, servant leadership is a big theme that that certainly is a, a, you know, arguably a Christian type of leadership. And those, those kinds of things, um, I believe are going to really win the day. Now in the business world, companies that can really lead with servant leadership, um th- that's where it's at right now
1: you know Dean, I think it's a uh, I, I love what you say now the time is to play everything we've learned, and um you know uh, you guys are in a position and Dean I, to talk to you first, you're in a position where uh you're making business decisions, but you're also interacting with people whose lives have been turned upside down, and their families have been upside down and it's remote working and they're trying to keep up with everything that's going on plus uh you know in a in a challenging time of home so it's not it's not just all the business principles but it's kind of a sh- a shepherding thing that uh, that leadership that you're doing
3: with leadership as well yeah absolutely and and it it really is um you know you are getting in, involved in everyone's life um and a lot of the decisions we're making we're asking for example we we've made a commitment for example to not um not Lay anyone off during this crisis, but in order to do that, everyone needs to pitch in. We need to make some sacrifices across the board uh, so that everyone can stay secure in their job. So th- those kinds of discussions have been fascinating because certainly you, you see some employees that uh, are willing to, um, they're happy about that. They're glad about the security. They're glad to sacrifice for others, but then you have others that, uh, that, that don't see it that way. Um, and that, that uh, you know, they, they don't want to, to sacrifice a bit to help their neighbor, right? They, they uh, kind of argue with the, the decisions that are being made because they're thinking about themselves. So it really presents many opportunities to have discussions around those kinds of concepts. Um, and, and those are discussions that we just never would have to have in normal times. And so now, now they're thrust upon us. And it's really been fascinating to go through all that. Well, Tony, let's let's hear from you. I mean, you got uh, things are cranking,
1: everything's good. You're doing normal, challenging leadership stuff, and then boom, uh,
0: this thing hits. And uh, what what have you been learning through this? Well, Ron, first of all, thank you. I uh, you know applaud this opportunity to get this this group together and and learn and listen to uh, what they're doing in their own businesses. And it's it's certainly a time that's that's crazy, and uh, you know. I've heard the the word unprecedented used about every fifteen minutes over the last eight weeks, and it's so true. And I and I'll start off with the lamest, weakest portion of this this webcast, and it's my safe harbor because I do work for a public company and I'm an officer and right in a quiet period. So I, I'm going to talk a little bit about you know when you think about leadership, less about kind of what we're doing exactly and what we're seeing, uh, what's happening in our business, but more kind of the interaction I see and and. With people and with our teams, and when I think about those five things, those five things that you know I've learned, uh, you know, first and foremost, the people that we work with and those we serve uh, really need to come first. And you know, I recognize that so many people in so many industries are being forced to make just terrible, difficult decisions as their business, the industries they operate in, are, are truly evaporating around them i mean whether you're in the airline business or hotel business or the restaurant business i mean it is truly a time that's testing you know the leaders in those businesses and and those who keep to do their best to keep their teams first and the customers they serve to the best of our ability first really i think that is the number one lesson i've learned and i think this this pandemic really has caused us all to kind of slow down and ensure whether it's in our business or our personal lives that our priorities uh and our focus is on what matters first and whether that's you know how you look at your spiritual life whether it's your family uh or whether it's work related i think this crisis really you know creates fear and i think when there's fear there there's a it creates uncertainty and it really is a wake up call for many and i think that would be kind of that first piece uh, you know i've learned from this is that your people should come first. Uh, your team and those you serve come first and foremost. Um, I love that. You know,
1: it's, it's crazy. Uh, uh, even at the church, the Bible chapel, we, we have had so many programs and uh, so many, you know, so many ministries we can get heavy on ministry and forget about uh, It's Crazy to say it's a church, right? But, but people, it's kind of peep programs over people And one of the things we have just been reminding ourselves and drilling down, it's really back now to, as you say, it's priorities and it's people first. So people really over programs. And uh, that's, that's, uh, I I love what you say that that has to be the priorities and all the fear and stuff going on and, and uh, challenges with people that they have to be addressed as we go. Tony, share another one and then we'll,
0: we'll go to Doug. Yeah, and, and and another one I think if I as I think through this five, you know, is actually one that I, I give you know the Bible chap a lot of credit, Ron, under your leadership is, you know, that I think is an absolute priority and a great learning, and one that I hope to 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 use and and, and mirror in my own organization is is communication, and I think communication needs to be frequent, it needs to be personal, and, and probably most important, it's got to be authentic because I think people communicate just to say they did it, check the box, but that authenticity of keeping people informed and providing hope. You know, I always use this quote at work when I'm talking to our teams, a leader's job is to define reality and provide hope. And and that quote wasn't by me, it was by Napoleon and probably in the wrong way, but it's true. You know, our job is to talk about what's happening and whether it's the fear and insecurity about the future or the courage that you're gonna need to to ensure the team is updated and make sure their opinions are heard. Uh, But doing it in a positive way doing it in an honest way, because you just don't know if you have all the answers. And I heard you and Dave say that this weekend during the service, is, you know, we just don't know exactly how we're going to get worship together. It may be one way and one group might think differently about it. And it's the same way in all our businesses, that we just don't have all the answers during this unknown time. And I think that foundation of honesty, positive, having optimism, and creating an environment where there's hope, is just so important that we're going to get through this, that we're going to do it together. And uh, that means sometimes you don't have all the answers.
1: And I think that's great. I, I think it is. I, I love the, um, I love the, the, the frequency, the personal and the authenticity, because uh, for any, for anyone at this point to stand up and say, I know what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, you know, they're blowing smoke because we don't. And uh, we yeah. got to just figure this thing out uh, as we go. Uh, well, Doug, I'm going to go to you. At, Doug and I have known each other for a long time. We have discussed leadership so much, and the cool thing about it, uh, Doug and I discuss all this stuff. I go back to our leadership team. I share these, and they say, where did you get that? And I just said, you know, I thought it up on my own, uh, mm-hmm. but it really came from Doug. So, uh, Doug, I'm, uh, I am want to hear a couple, give me your a couple
4: uh, of the things that you're thinking about. Well, I for sure will do that. Thank you, and thanks for this opportunity. Uh, It was great to hear uh, Dean uh, start off and talk about shepherding. And then uh, Tony followed that up with uh, people come first. And, uh, you know, Ron, then you kind of mentioned people over programs. And when I think about all of those things, I I have to be careful because some of us are great at um, interpersonal skills. Some are great at compassion or mentoring. And other of us us have to take care or shepherd by uh, being very clear, very honest, being very direct, (laughs) uh, working on preparation, and adjusting things. So, um, some leaders, now, and all all of this based on, uh, you know, knowing Jesus. That's so, 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 but, but I but I, I know him and trust him so when I do something I can't maybe say be as compassionate as say Dean however my uh, my leadership can prove to be compassionate for my employees because what I'm doing is for them so that was something that was really interesting I would bet that the four of us have different um, skill sets and leadership styles, but having that foundation in Jesus allows us to be uh, focused on those people and knowing about servant leadership. So uh, kind of the two things, so I just wanted to cover that, but two of the things that I came were very simple. The one was that my personal speculation is truly useless. So for me to be anxious about what may happen tomorrow, it's, it's, it's comical. And it's, it's, a, it's a great biblical principle that the Lord's taught us. We know to trust him for each day and not worry about tomorrow. So that was one thing. And then just to be uh, true to uh, who God made me to be, to use those skills to, uh, to honor him and to, to uh, lead people. Doug, that's great. You know, um,
1: it's been, um, it's been so crazy to go through this thing. And, you know, last, last Friday, uh, we thought Wolf was going to come out and change us to yellow. And so we were ready to, ready to go on that. And then it was not, we're still in red. And all the energy spent is, can be, can be useful sometime. I think of the great passage in Matthew six, where Jesus says, you know, why worry? God's going to take care of you. Now that doesn't mean we plan and are concerned about the things going on. Uh, but uh, those are great, those are great to, uh, things to be reminded of for sure. For sure. The other thing, uh, this has been a crazy for me. Um, so we've been doing the digital online for a while. And now it's like we got to crank, we got to crank this thing up like big time. So I watched the Saturday night service uh, hours interact with that. And then on Sunday, I'll probably look at seven or eight other churches just to see what they're doing and what I can learn. And um, the the being true to yourself is so important because you see other people doing something. You say, oh, we should do that. We should do that. We should do that. But then you got to come back and say, okay, time out. Who are we at the Bible chapel? And we got to stay clear to our values and who we have and the team we have and work within that. And that can be challenging sometimes because you know, uh, if when you compare yourself to others, that's a dangerous place to be in, always. So I think those are good reminders. Okay, Dean, back to you for round two. What are another couple things that uh, that you've learned?
3: Yeah, um, you know, another thing I've seen that has been really interesting is is I think this crisis has it, it's been the great normalizer of of hierarchies of people and hierarchies where you know, we, we, in business, we used to have these hierarchies of CEOs and and their big, you know, the the organizations that they lead and there's layers and layers and layers down from the CEO all the way down to the, um, you know, entry level folks at organizations. But now everyone's at home on a Zoom call and we have, you know, CEOs wearing their jammies and they can't figure out how to work Zoom. And yet we have, and and these are real examples. We, We have like mailroom clerks that are heroes that are going into the office in new york city to get like some critical package that's been delivered and they're the hero they're like braving it you know through grand central station to get this critical package that's left at the door um and and so it's it's been a great thing to see um sort of a resetting of the hierarchy that that maybe was so ingrained and it reminds us it really does kind of bring some biblical ideas back into your mind like you know, the first becomes last and the last becomes first and, and that we're all just people. We're all in this together. We're all sinners. We're all the same. So this in some ways has really stripped away all of those titles and levels and hierarchies. Um, and I think that that's been a good thing to see an organization And I think potentially it will make, um, hopefully it will make organizations treat everyone more equally with respect across the board. Um, so it, you know, one of the silver linings, there's many silver linings, but that's one of the silver linings I'm seeing from it.
1: That's great. You know, it has been uh, interesting to see, uh, we have a, we have a person who's on our uh, ministry support team. She's not missed a day. She's been there every day and we, we need her there, right? There's things that happen at the church that someone needs to be there. And so that's been very cool to see that, uh, um, you know, every, everyone has a critical job to play and, uh, this is just highlighting, uh, that uh, we're all, we are all in this thing together. There is, there's never an unimportant job and now that is, uh, that's just becoming, uh, highlighted in, in, in our, in our businesses
3: and in our church. Yep. A- absolutely, Ron. Absolutely. And, and really, maybe a second point, uh, to kind of, that follows directly with that is that, um, i feel like this has been a great lesson for me to learn that that people are resilient and and we can adapt and handle more than maybe we think we can Um, so you know as a leader i think sometimes at least for me personally my my reaction would be to i want to protect my people i want to shield them from things um but like we've been talking about here. We don't have ability to really do that. We don't know what's coming in the future. We can't protect our people from everything. And uh, just trusting that people can navigate through and hope they rely on God. Like maybe we might. Um, And it's giving them all opportunities, giving our, our, our staff, our employees opportunities to answer the call. Um, we don't have to lead them through. We, we shouldn't think of ourselves so highly that we have to lead them through every step of the way. It's a great opportunity for people at all levels to find their way through, to, to make their mark. Um, and, and I've seen time and time again in my organization that people are just so resilient and they can answer the call they answer the challenge. Um, so it, it's been, um, it's been exciting to watch that kind of play out.
1: I think that's great. I think yeah, one of the things um, that I uh, am adding to my interview repertoire is, "How did you handle COVID-19? Tell me what you did." Um, I, I think uh, I think that would be a fasc- fascinating answer, uh, you know, because people are um, some people are are just stepping it up, and, and we've had staff email us and say, "Look, I'm not even in this area of ministry, but if you need help in that area, let me do it." Uh, I can be trained in that area and it's been cool to see it, it kind of takes down all the turfiness and silos and we're 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 all uh, in this together I love the resilient thing and this has been interesting and I, we haven't gotten this figured out yet but you know we we were talking today when we come back uh, we'll be able to come back in our worship center if we do all the social get about anywhere from 275 to 300 people in there, and, and again, that's going to be interesting, right? Then do you, you know, put lines every six feet to make sure people, you know, at the end of the day, it's like we're all adults here. <laughs> you know, we just got to, we're all resilient. We're all, we're all going to figure this thing out, and we got to respect each other as we go through this, so you, you can't fix everything and you see people rise up and some things you just let them go
3: and and uh they do they end up doing a great job at it right yeah you got to trust them and and uh and and they're resilient
1: (laughs) that's great that's great well tony let's go for round round two with you a couple more things that you've learned
0: that thank you ron i I have to just echo i think what dean and doug both articulated i i do i can't agree with them more and i Actually, if I had six points would have been my, my six and probably more important than things that I've already talked about. But the role of the servant leader uh, during a crisis, I just, and it's really bedrocked in Christian leadership. And the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer to be strong and courageous. You know, and, and I think leaders come in all different shapes, sizes and the way they speak and the way they deal with it. But really that servant leadership is the core of what, what keeps you know a company a family together especially during times of crisis they want uh, you know the team wants to have somebody that brings calm and confidence at the same time and i think that that really is is the the core of christian leadership and servant leadership but you know just to add one other area and ron you kind of hit on it that i think you know through COVID 19 that really was a, a critical learning at least for me and the way i operate you know, maybe doing things a little old school for so long is technology. Uh, Certainly, I understand that technology has been vital part of of the way an organization uh, operates, um, no matter what the size may be. Um, And I think it was important and critical before the pandemic. But I do think, you know, this crisis really will accelerate change uh, in how we use technology. Um, not just, and I think so So often technology was kind of a, a ligament, a tool uh, that organizations use to operate on the back end, unless you're, of course, in the technology business. But if you're not, I, I think it's going to become the forefront of how we operate, uh, not just how we work every day, how we maybe how we work remotely more often. If you're in the real estate business, it could be a, you know, a tough time. I mean, this is going to change. Do we need offices? Can we have folks? working home home and I think the way we deliver products uh, to our stakeholders and our customers are going to change um, and the way it's delivered you know it's changing every day in the, in the retail space you know you can talk about Amazon and everything they've done and you know all the things that you whether it's using zoom or uh, you know different forms of technology to communicate to, to do commerce it's just going at least from my perspective as a kind of a supportive tool to one that's going to be in the forefront of how we operate, you know, both from a, a communication standpoint, and then I really think from a way to to get to the, the the consumer or the customer that we have. So, you know, I really do think it's changing uh, the way we operate rapidly.
1: I uh, I it's it's been so interesting uh, here at the Bible Chapel because. You know, this has forced us to use technology in a different way. And is kind of like, why didn't we think about that before, you know? So for instance, um, you know, we meet at the church and then we have to have, uh, if we did a class on parenting, right? Mm -hmm. We'd have to meet at the church, we'd have to have childcare and the whole bit. And then, uh, you know, we're there from 6.30 to whenever and you're got to get your kids in bed. Well, now you can have a parenting Zoom call at 8.30 at night, uh, when the kids are in bed and get everything done, you need to get done. Uh, and so uh, we've been thinking, man, we we could have been doing that all along. Yeah. I, I heard a story about uh, New York Times, regardless, regardless of what you think about the New York Times reporting, they think their reporting is better now than ever. And they're wondering why they have that big building uh, in downtown New York City and what are they going to do with that thing when yeah. uh, when this is over. So I think that's fascinating. That's going to it's going technology is going to It's not just a great tool for
0: now, it's how do we use this thing in the future, so. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think maybe just to segue one last point would be, you know, I think it's very important you always stay very clear on your priorities and values. It's so critical to have that foundation, that bedrock. But at the same time, you have to be flexible and nimble in how you deliver. And I think that sometimes is confused with values and, and it's really not. Those principles need to be the bedrock, but the way you deliver the message uh, to your client, whoever that might be, may change. And I think this this, uh, this this pandemic is forcing us to change our delivery, as we're seeing, you know, every Sunday uh, in your in our own world here. That's
1: great. That's great. I think the the cool thing for us with um, communicating over social media is, I mean, you get real time real time response. You can evaluate it at the end of every day and then say, well, we're not going to do that again. Or yeah, that worked. We're going to do that. Or that worked for about a week. And now we see the numbers drop. So just from a communication standpoint. And then yeah. on what you're saying, you know, the whole delivery system, how does that how does that change interacting with customers? It's a it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating.
4: Sure. Doug,
1: second round for uh for you. What do you what do you got?
4: Well, one of the things that has uh, uh, been really uh, encouraging is that I've learned uh, this was about two or three weeks ago. We were really in a thick issue that wasn't moving. It wasn't, um, we weren't getting answers we needed. There was very few, poor communication uh, through the process. And um, I was just beside myself, but. I went out and had a little bit of exercise and prayed, and I had this peace, and I realized that um, these problems that we get ourselves wrapped up in uh, feel bigger than they are. So even, I mean, this COVID, this is, this is a big deal, And but I'm referring to my, to my issue, and the issue that I had that was happening for a couple of weeks that was so frustrating I realized it wasn't a big deal. And it's kind of interesting as the church is going through reading through the Bible. I was in Second Chronicles. And as you guys read through that, it goes something like this. Um, this guy was king for 40 years. Uh, he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and he died. The next guy was king for 30 years. He did what was good inside of the Lord, and he died. So as you start reading about that, you think, well, these guys at one point probably thought their problems or their positions were pretty important as well. So I just thought it was really cool that you can take Second Chronicles, which is kind of tough to read through sometimes and really find a great uh, lesson for 2020 in that. So that was really, that was really a great thing that I've learned uh, through this process.
1: Yeah, it, when you can when you can find some good spiritual lessons in genealogy, Doug, that's some good work right there.
4: Yeah,
1: I was I was pretty pleased with that. So, so that's encouraging. So, it is pretty humbling. For Those yeah. guys were wearing crowns at one time, and they died, and they died, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: and they were buried with their fathers. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I guess the other thing that, and I've heard this. This has been great because I've heard this from other people who are in industry, and I've heard this from customers, and I've heard this from employees, but it's people saying um, that they're so thankful that they trust in their eternity and that they're not trusting in the outcome of what may happen from this pandemic. And when people say that, you can either hear it in their voice or you can see it in their face that they're very sincere. So I just thought that was another uh, uh, great thing I've learned through this.
1: Doug, that's a great point. We're gonna talk about, in fact, we're gonna talk about that uh, on Sunday in the, uh, the new series. Um, you know, if, if you always keep the end of the story in mind, you know, we win, right? At the end of the day, we win. Um, that doesn't mean the steps we're taking now aren't hard and difficult and even painful. But uh, keeping eternity in mind and that eternal perspective, and Christ as our anchor, um, and that 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 changes that changes everything. So, sure. I ask you guys for five. So one more, uh, Dean, and then I'm gonna, if you guys don't mind, I'm just gonna shoot a few questions out. I'm not putting you guys on the spot, uh, but just a few questions. But Dean, uh, you saved the be- all of yours have been great. <laughs> And now
3: here's the best for last. Oh, great. The best for last. Uh-oh, I don't know about this. There's too much pressure on the last one. Um, well, and before, before I uh, say the last one, one theme that was coming up before, I liked um, the, the people over programs phrase that, that you mentioned. And I think maybe the, the sort of analogous phrase in, in business is people over profits. Um, I think that's been a really good theme that we have seen in a lot of industry uh, where it has been people over profits. There's a lot of companies that have set up relief funds that they're literally just taking what normally would have been piles of profit and they're just giving it away to their employees that, that might have a request for, for, uh, for something. So, a lot of great stuff there with people over profits in, in the business world. But to segue, Ron, into my final learning, um, and I hope this isn't a Debbie Downer moment, but uh, it's, it's an interesting one that I wanna kick back to you, Ron. Um, so for all of those great things that we talked about, I think, you know, hearing from Tony and Doug and hearing about servant leadership and action and people over profits and people over programs, a lot of really great things are happening, um, because it's testing people, um, and they're coming out with their values. But, um, one of the things I'm seeing is there also is still sin and evil. Um, and in some of those things are coming out in nasty ways too. Um, so just keeping with some of the s- simple examples of you know, companies that are trying to maybe preserve jobs and, and they're, they're asking everyone to just give up a little bit, maybe take a temporary pay reduction, for example. A lot of companies have done that in order to save jobs. In those situations, I'm I'm surprised to see some of the vocal employees that will come out and just be furious. How, how dare you take $1 away from me that I earned you know, regardless of this huge global crisis that's going on, I'm seeing selfishness and self-centeredness of people that come out with rage. Um, so, you know, maybe it's kind of a counterpoint to a lot of the goodness that we were talking about here, but um, it's an interesting thing, Ron. And I guess, um, you know, from, as a leader or a consultant, whatever hat I might have on, um, it has been difficult to figure out how to respond to that because I think right now everyone's trying to address everything with kid gloves, Um, But you see these pockets of individuals that are acting like that, Um, and I guess we shouldn't be surprised, right? There's sin in the world, but it's out there, and it's something that we have to figure out how to address.
1: Well, I think – yeah, it it is for sure, and I think you make a great point because I think when we're under stress, the real us comes out um, for good or bad, right? And sometimes, sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not so good. But uh, back in a corner, you know, the us comes out. And so we're, we're, we're going to see that a lot. Checking our own hearts, uh, you know, praying every day, God, you know, watch my words, watch my attitude. Uh, even when you're feeling stressed and under pressure and you guys are, you know, I, I, we're going to have a, a prayer time for business owners and business leaders on, we talked about that on Sunday. And I thought, you know, some some people on the front lines out there and there's no doubt about it, Host, uh, nurses and doctors and, and hospital workers and first responders and all that. But but you guys, you guys are the hub of, you know, the economy and people's lives and the whole bit and having to make some really hard decisions. And uh, it's, you know, not everyone's going to appreciate every decision that's made. And we talk about, you know, we want to do it with compassion and not everyone... Not everyone's going to feel like it was compassionate at the end of the day. Yep. We're just checking our own hearts to say, God, before you, you know, we want to follow you. We want to do this right. And we know we're going to make some decisions that are going to be really hard for people. I think it's a great, great point. But the real us comes out
2: yeah, right. uh,
1: in, in challenging times. Tony,
0: what about, uh, what about you? Well, I'm not sure this is, I saved my best for last, but it it is my fifth, so I I will just give you it maybe, and I think it's more of a kind of a macro level COVID observation, and I think, you know, it, it really is that there's been cultural norms that have been institutionalized, whether it's in economics or whether it's in our political systems around the world, and and I think you see so many asset classes in business, whether you're in the oil industry or banking and health, whatever it might be, is just getting challenged to its core. And those who are doing well, uh, you know, from a financial perspective are will be questioned too in the same way governments will try to break them up because they're too powerful, whatever it might be. But I think the point is, you know, we just don't know so much. We, you know, we don't know things change constantly, the world around us, the political leaders, the the businesses that were the largest and greatest 10 years ago, some of them don't even exist today, and, and quite frankly, the, the ones of the future may be totally different, but there's one thing that doesn't change, and that's the Word of God, and I think relying on His Word and salvation and eternity, all the other stuff is, is noise around us, and history proves it, it you know, things are going to change, and they're going to move and be different, but something there's one thing that never changes, and I think... You know if you always have that kind of built in as your anchor, you know it is what should guide you and and direct you when you have to make those very difficult decisions. and I just feel and pray every day for those folks that are having to furlough people or lay them off because I know it changes you know their families and their lives, but you know they have businesses to operate, and sometimes to do that uh, is a, is a essential, but to do it in a compassion, compassionate and humble way is so important. So I guess that'd be my last, my last point, Rob.
1: And I think that's great. Yeah. The, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. And, and uh, uh, we really can always go back and we're going to, in the series where we're going to try to go through and just think, you know, what are, what are the, what are the go-tos in scripture where I can, when I'm in a crisis, and if, you know, we're always going to be in a crisis, right? It's COVID now, it's a personal crisis tomorrow. Yeah. Where, where so do I, I go to really filter my thinking? Uh, and not just, not just the thinking of my heart, like why is God, you know, just the why's that we ask, but I had a business guy the other day say, you know, how do you even, you get this information from this place, and then uh, contradicting information from another place, how do you how do you even put all these things together? And I and I I believe the answer is I hope I can demonstrate this in a sermon, but it's back to the Word of God. How do I stay in the Word of God? And then that filters what I'm thinking and the what I'm the input I'm getting and and uh, it just it keeps my heart. You know how can I how can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it according to God's word? How can I keep my heart pure, keeping it my mind and the whole bit? So I think that's a great that's a great reminder,
3: Tony. Yeah, totally, Ron. I, I agree. It's the it's the anchor point, right? For for a business leader that has a, a million competing things swirling around, that's the anchor. Uh, you need an anchor. You need a compass, and, and that's it, right
4: there. That's great, Douglas. What do you got? Uh, well, I just think that uh, so uh, there again, we're in the uh, eighth week of this, uh, where we call this day thirty six, and uh, we have a company where about a hundred people and. It's been very interesting to see different people step up. So we often talk about leaders or leadership and uh, leadership can be uh, leading thousands of people or a nation. Uh, leaders can be uh, leading a crew of two one one person. It, it doesn't in fact a, a leader can be in a uh, uh, in a position where they're an assistant to somebody. But they can still show great leadership. And how we've seen that is that, uh, you know, going back a little bit, kind of what Dean said, especially at the beginning of this, uh, we'd see people who wanted answers right away and they wanted to know they were secure and there wasn't going to be a problem and there was just no chance that we could answer that. Uh, and then we'd see people who were uh, trusting. Uh, And they were they were uh, understanding of the situation. They were willing to serve others. They were willing to willing to take responsibility for what they could do to help. And that comes out in a lot of things. You know, people who are being patient and waiting for the right time to really take care of something, or their willingness to work, or their capacity to put in extra. You know, Ron, you had said at the beginning about your staff showing themselves and their willingness to to serve and actually lead through their service by doing something that's not even part of their job so so we've seen a lot of that we've seen some of the negative and uh and we've seen a lot of the positive positive. and i will say one thing that uh, i take responsibility for so when when we see the negative we i almost can always bring it back to something that we didn't communicate well as a company. So, if there's something that's not been communicated clearly, people get frustrated. If we do a very good job of being um, of understanding their needs and being clear with our communication and being reliable, more often than not, people respond very well. So that was that was a great. It was great to learn about people. Uh, and how they react to things, and how they do step up, and it's also a great reminder when people don't react well to look inwardly and say, you know, there's probably something that I or we could have done better as a leadership team to uh, to avoid that.
1: Uh, Doug, that's a great point. We, that's a great point. We have, we have a we have a great leadership team. When I get frustrated about something that is, you know, that's not happening. Uh, One guy in particular will always say, "Well, did they know they were expected to do that?" And I say, "I didn't tell them, but they just should have known that, right? They just should have figured that out." Well, we—if you didn't tell them, (laughs) how would they know it? And that's been a good reminder: just just slow down and really back to basics, right? Here are the expectations. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. Back to mission. It's about our mission, Uh, and that's been great for us. We've been going back, you know. This is who we are. We are about developing followers of Christ, and we're not going to go back to all the things we were doing. We have the time. This has been a terrible time, terrible time, and um, I don't want to. I want to be careful how I say this, but it's for us. It's kind of been a gift to say what is really important. What are the things we should have been focusing all on all along, and some of the things that maybe we wouldn't have touched before now we we just can't do we've been forced not to do them and so it's been kind of a, a great time to just really get back to the basics and back to the mission of who we're about so okay i'm going to give you guys three quick questions a little lightning round. can you guys do this you guys mind yeah good,
2: yeah, good.
1: okay here we go uh all you guys are young but let's just say you are have a younger leader in front of you a younger leader in front of you uh Dean, you start real quick what are you what what would you want to tell right now everything with everything you know what would you want to tell
3: that young leader now's the time <laughs> and there's it doesn't matter that you're young doesn't matter if you're young or old or rich or poor it doesn't matter your status doesn't matter where you think you are in the pecking order right now uh, is the time uh, our, you know people need each other right now leadership is needed so badly right now. So now's the time to, uh, to kick it in and answer the call and, and uh, be a leader in the time of crisis. That's what I'd say.
1: Great. Tony, what are you going to tell that young guy sitting in in front of you?
0: No, I, I think I would go back to that, the importance of servant leadership and whether you, you know, I think Doug said this, whether you're leading a team of two or whether you're the uh, admin who's, who's really helping everybody's got a chance to be a leader. And I think, Starting off and ensuring you're a servant leader, being there for your team, being compassionate, uh, but really just being a, a listener and someone that could help. I, I think that would be my focus for that leader.
1: Great. Doug, what do you got? That guy sitting right there. You got a chance to, to, to tell him what you're, he really
4: needs to know. What's he need to know? I would tell him to be uh, enjoy to be joyful in uh, what he's doing and who he's leading Uh, seek to understand uh, then to communicate with clarity and to be reliable great great good stuff good stuff okay same young
1: leaders right there and he says i want to be like you I, i i want your position one of these days What's the, what's the most important thing you've done to prepare yourself as a leader? Dean, I don't want to put you on the spot again, unless you want to go first.
3: Oh, I'll, I'll go first because I'm, I'm going to steal from, from Tony and Doug. I think uh, a lot of these themes are, are just so true. Um, the, the, the best way to, to get to where you want to go is to put yourself last. Um, it, it, it's, you know, this theme of the servant leadership, I think is so important. Um, it, it's, it's it's backwards from what you would think, but you, the more you put others first, uh, the more you will find yourself in a position of leadership. Um, and, and so that's, that's the most important thing to do is to focus on, uh, others. Tony, what do you, what do you say to that, uh, young guy? I want to be
1: sitting in that chair one of these days. What's the most important thing you've done?
0: You know, that's a great question. I, I, uh, I would say, you know, Because I don't want to keep going back to the servant leadership because I do think that's one of the number one things you can do. I just work hard, give it your all be honest, help people give those credit before you take it yourself and uh, You know, I think that would be critical, you know, that that work ethic is just so vital and uh, you know it's just something you don't see as much as you wish you did Um, somebody that really just understands you know, to be a great servant, to be a great leader, it comes with hard work, and and that work could be in any field. If you work hard, you'll you'll be successful, uh, no matter what you do.
1: I watched. Uh, have you guys? I don't know if you guys have been watching uh, the Michael Jordan uh, thing on ESPN. Have you seen any of that? The no, last. I, haven't seen that. I have to watch that. And uh, it's pretty fast. Just the leadership principles are pretty fascinating. Uh, but you know he said uh, they were talking about his selling the Nike shoes and he said I wouldn't have sold one shoe if I had uh, if I averaged two points a game it was, <laughs> it was the work that no one saw those commercials you know those are those were you know those were a small part of what I did it was the work I did when no one was looking that allowed that to happen so I think Tony that's the that's what a, a great point. You know, it's, it's just hard work. You guys have put in hard work when no one else was looking and done things probably no one else would do uh, to get to the places uh, you are. And Doug, I know that's true for you. What, what do you got? That young guy there, Doug, I want to be like you. What are you going to tell him?
4: Uh, first, I would tell him he's got to find somebody that he'd like to be like better than me. That would be the first <laughs> thing. But uh, I would say that I would tell him then you have to always be willing to be learning, to be developing, to be uh, challenging yourself, and to be improving. Those are those would be the things. And when I think about those things, uh, it's sometimes easy for us to think about what other people should be doing. But I would always want that young guy to look and in, look inwardly and say. These are the things that I need to do to become a leader. I need to worry less about what others should be doing and more what I should be doing. Hmm. That's a great point, great point. Guys, you've been gracious with your
1: time. I got one more quick one, all right? Great. I'll I'll start with this one and then give you a little time to think about it. Um, uh, Finish this. I am so glad when this thing hit, I am so glad I had this in place. I'm so glad I had this in place, uh, for, for, for me, uh, we started, uh, back in January and really put together a lead team and, uh, we have a great time together. We work well together. I don't know what I would do without being able to meet with that lead team and talk through these things. When we meet, we're not worried about titles. Anyone can say anything to anybody. Uh, but, uh, that would be one thing. I was so glad we had that lead team in place. So I am so glad I had this in place. Dean, what would you say?
3: Yeah, at our business, I, I think I would say, um, you know, we, we recently just m- made a big deal about our core values. You hear about it a lot with companies and organizations and, uh, but we really put a big effort into uh, redefining our core values. Um, and, and we kind of you know published them and we did a big marketing thing with them and, we've referred back to them so many times in this crisis and when we keep saying guys if you have if if you're not sure what decision to make look at our core values Uh, and so we can sort of say that from a corporate perspective but of course you know as christians we look at our core values and, and make those decisions even more personal that way but I think it just gets back to having the anchor the cornerstone that defines your organization or defines who you are as a person you've got to have those crystal clear otherwise you're going to be wandering all over the place so um, that's what i would say thank goodness we had core values in in place in our hearts uh for our organization
1: that's great that's great tony how about you we're so glad we had this in place
0: you know, I think it's a great question and probably not one I've thought about before, but, you know, the more I think about it, I think it's twofold. I think from a business perspective, I think understanding and always being, you know, kind of tied to that, this is who we are, that mission, that absolute, this is our objective and goal and everybody's aligned to it is, is so critical because I think it's the why, the why people work for the organization you have, why people buy off you, why people want to be part of your team. And I think, you know, just as important, you know, for me, it's been a blessing because I think I'm so glad that I've had a a tremendous support network at home. You know, I I just have to thank my family. I'm not sure they think the same way about me being home every day, almost every day. I've traveled for 25 years, 200 nights a year, and I'm not sure they're used to seeing me so much. Uh, So I'm blessed to have a wonderful wife and kids that are, you know, willing to support me, you know, working on the phone and on these, these video chats, whatever you call it, every day and every night. And, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm very thankful and I, I'm glad I had that.
1: All right, Douglas, what do you got? I am so glad we
4: had this in place when the thing hit. I would absolutely say it would be a great staff and uh, a culture. And uh, you can't have a great culture unless you have a great staff of people. And uh, we we truly have a great staff of people. The other thing that we really worked hard on for, I'd say at least the last three years, is transparency of conversation. So when we're communicating, we are, we are working very hard, and we're much better at now getting right to the point. We don't talk around things. We are very specific. And if there's something that's a little bit uncomfortable, the beautiful thing about transparency is once you get used to it, it's not uncomfortable anymore. And so if you think about the culture and the people and the transparency, and I think Tony said it about the common goals, if you have a great staff of people and they understand what's expected and they have a common goal, even though there's challenges and we make a lot of mistakes starting with me we do it all the time however if you have that culture boy it makes it makes rebounding from those mistakes easier and when you do have successes together boy it sure makes those uh successes exciting one thing we've always said about our group and i can say this today so we're in trying times our production's down uh probably we're probably down to 60% of what our capacity was just, you know, uh, a month or two ago. But we're better today. We say this often, we're better today than we've ever been. And I truly believe that because as a group through this uh, pandemic, groups of people and individuals are finding ways to do things better. And that all starts with people, which creates a great culture, which gets everyone focused on that those common goals.
1: Well, Maria, you started by saying that this is one of your favorite podcasts to listen to. Certainly, it was one of my favorite podcasts to do to interview these guys, and I love what Doug uh, said there at the very end. We are better today than ever before, and we're finding ways to get better and better. I know we're finding that uh, here at the Bible Chapel, uh, things that we've been needing to do and wanting to do, we're having to do now, and uh, we're We really do feel like we're better today than ever before and people more connected than ever before. And uh, it's exciting, uh, as, as difficult as this has been, it's exciting to be able to come back stronger than ever before.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And I just, I really enjoyed um, the special, I love the whole thing, but those rapid fire questions that you had at the end, uh, you know, you didn't give them time to prep for that. And they just, I love their answer uh, answers for all of those, you know, between they just couldn't help themselves, but to pull that servant leadership uh, principle back through everything they said there, like you said, there's humility. Um, There's what I love about it, the, the best was there's just so much hard work and dedication. You can tell that people love to follow these guys because they're so passionate about what they're doing and, and they're doing it because they know whose they belong to. And right. I just love that.
1: Well, you know, these guys don't just talk about servant leadership. They are truly servant leaders and we can learn so much uh, from them. And, uh, we'd love to hear your comments. What, what do you think about, uh, Uh, what we did today and what you learned. Give us some feedback. Maria, how does a person go about giving giving us some feedback?
2: We would love for you to rate and review us, however you're listening to this on whatever kind of device or platform. Another thing is if you have some feedback or if you even know some guests that you might want us to to bring onto the show, go ahead and send me an email at mstockman at biblechapel.org. And we really encourage you to share this even if you're not sharing it with someone that owns a business like we said they're just great biblical truths jam-packed in this episode and so be sure to share this with a friend and rate and review us
1: great well as always thanks for joining us on the fresh faith podcast we'll see you next time